Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galena along with George Kurtz, Sean Angle producing our show. George, how's it going, buddy? It's going, Joe. It's going. If only we had things to talk about today. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I, I don't know what to – should we talk about, uh, I don't know, Game of Thrones, maybe uh, Avengers Endgame? What do you think? What do, what do you think the main topic of conversation uh, should be today? Well, I guess after what happened with LaShawn McCoy, you can't oh. talk about Avengers Endgame, right? Uh, that, that'd be bad, bad, bad. Yeah, and I accidentally saw what he tweeted because I guess somebody that I follow might have liked his tweet. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I misunderstood it. <laughs> but but dude, this son of a gun. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it yet. I was telling uh, Sean before the show uh, what to see. Believe it or not, you know, we were thinking about seeing Endgame, but of course, you know, pre-sales and you just can't get a seat this weekend. So ended up seeing uh, Captain Marvel. Felt like putting a big L on my forehead because, uh, you know, it was about what uh, it was like in one of the smallest theaters within the, the theater complex that we go to. And uh, it's just all the losers that couldn't get in to see Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're just going to see uh, Captain Marvel. It was actually a decent movie, though, and it had uh, a little bit uh, that led into Endgame. You don't need to see it in order to see Endgame, but, uh, but that's the story. You know, it was either that or see Shazam. So Shazam, maybe later on, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I was a big loser watching uh, Captain Marvel. All the cool people were watching Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I'm not a fan either way, so uh, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't affect me. Uh, I'll say this, though. You know, I, I said this yesterday with Cam on uh, Weekend Fantasy Update. I don't know if I feel bad for the people who got spoiled. I mean, this is like, you know. When I watch uh, Game of Thrones, I don't have HBO, so I have to watch it on HBO Go, and I, have to, yeah. I, mean, I can't I can't watch it at nine o'clock. You know, right. when it's on, I, I have to wait a couple of hours, maybe even the next day. Mm-hmm. And I'm smart enough, Joe, to know not to be on social media right, right, during right, that right. time because I know right. there are going to be spoilers here. Mm-hmm. You know, great that I wouldn't expect LaShawn McCoy to be my yeah, the spoilers. But, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Maybe I would have been smart enough not to be on social media until I saw it. Yeah. So I, I'd have to stay off of social media for several days because, like I said, I wasn't smart enough to uh, pre-order my tickets. So I'm not seeing it this weekend, so what am I going to do? Just, you know. Yep, got to be a hermit. <laughs> yeah, but in this, uh, day, in this day and age, you do. I mean, yeah. there, someone's going to say something about everything. Right, 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 right. And uh, yeah, we'll talk a little Game of Thrones later on. Big, big episode tonight, right? Big battle scene where we, I was talking to Sean before the show. Really looking forward to tonight. So uh, it should be very interesting. You would think. I mean, uh, last oh, go, go, give away more. Uh, I guess you haven't seen it by now. Then you didn't yeah, yeah, it's it's a week old, so it's not a spoiler anymore. Yeah, last week's ended with the uh, the walkers pretty much right at the uh, right the, at Winterfell, and yeah. uh, but I can see them being a teasing a little bit tonight though, and then going back to uh, Cersei. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, what, what she was doing over the past couple of hours or days or whatever it was. Right, right, right. So right. that wouldn't shock me either if maybe the uh, the fight scene is more next week. But uh, I don't they, know. They'd really f- be stringing it out if they wait. But that's why it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why, you know, what do they have, four episodes left? Something like that. And I think tonight is like an hour and a half. I think the, the rest of the episodes might be uh, longer than usual because there's fewer episodes. So, yeah, I think there might be four. Is there a total of seven? Maybe Sean could, could uh, chime in and let I us I think there's a total of six. Oh, six. Okay. I think, it, yeah. I think it's six. Oh. It's so, terrible because uh, it's almost over. It's terrible. It is almost, well, <laughs> it is almost over. Yep, Listen, I'm, 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 I'm a fan. Season. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I don't think uh, I won't watch it. I can't watch it live tonight. I, I won't. But uh, right. I'll, I hope to watch it at some point before the night is over. Or I'll, te- I'll text you uh, and let you know what happened. Oh, uh, you're as great, as, as it happens. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so uh, – 
we're talking Game of Thrones, we're talking Avengers, but uh, obviously uh, the big news of the past uh, few days is the uh, NFL draft. We're going to be talking a lot about that. I uh, want to get into a lot of baseball talk, too, as well. Uh, I think there's some interesting options for uh, us on the waiver wire, uh, a pitcher that the Angels are going to call up for the, his first start on Tuesday. Uh, very interested in uh, in acquiring him and, and a league or two that I'm a little light on pitching, so we'll talk about that. But uh, So uh, the, the draft is over, George. Uh, big news. We'll, we'll just talk about some big news, and maybe you could tell me if, if anything you know strikes you as well. And if we can, we'll try to maybe break down uh, the divisions, just like a glance over some of the picks that were made. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it in the next three hours, but we'll do the best we can to get to as many teams and as many relevant picks as possible. But obviously, you know, uh, you and I are NFC East guys, right? You're a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm a New York Giants fan. Um, Daniel Jones, big, uh, big, big story, right? I personally was shocked that the Giants passed up on Josh Allen, who was gift-wrapped uh, and given to them uh, at, at pick number six. Uh, they were a team that only sacked the quarterback 30 times. They traded away Olivia Vernon, uh, but got a decent uh, offensive uh, line uh, player, Kevin Zeitler from the Browns. But uh, when they, when they uh, announced that they were picking Daniel Jones at number six, I was just dumbfounded. And now the, the news today that I heard, uh, I was watching a clip where uh, Gettleman, Dave, uh, Gettleman, the uh, GM for the Giants, is saying that he knew for a fact that uh, if he hadn't taken uh, Jones there, uh, the Redskins and uh, who was the other team? Uh, the Broncos, I believe. Was who, There were two teams he said that were uh, – going to take him he as a fact for a fact he knew that so uh what would you think about that whole fiasco uh well that that this is cover your ass part of the show sure uh, the other the, it's, it's what it is i mean mm-hmm. he, the broncos were not taking a quarterback at 10 all right uh, that was pretty much well known before the draft that they weren't going to do that that was more of a smoke screen uh because they picked up flacco i mean if they wanted if they were a quarterback at 10 they would have taken it at 20 all right, there were quarterbacks there. They could have gotten Drew Locke. They would have taken a chance. They took Drew Locke in the second round because the value was too good, and it was just there. So they had decided to pick him. Uh, Redskins, I mean, you know, Gabe likes to point out that the uh, you know, the Haskins family was wearing all Redskins gear before the draft, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. day before. And uh, at the Redskins, the Redskins were so worried about a quarterback, they would have traded up in 15. They saw how a draft was playing out there. The Giants threw a wrench in things when they took a quarterback early. You would have seen other quarterback team, teams panic at that point. Because mm-hmm. no one saw a Giants taking six, and they, yet they didn't panic. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's cover your ass part. Um, I mean, the Giants should have taken the pass rusher at six. And if you wanted Daniel Jones, you trade up from 17. You had a, a ton of draft picks you could have done that. If you mm-hmm. believed you had to get ahead of the, the Redskins at 15 or you had to get ahead of the Broncos at 10, that's when you do it. Uh, so I, I think it was a mistake. I don't think, listen, I don't think it was a huge mistake everybody thought, imagines because, once again, they would, they would have taken him at 17. No one would have complained. Mm-hmm. So you told yeah, that I wouldn't of, have. Yeah, right. You said a difference of eleven picks, and mm-hmm. you would have traded down to let's say, you know, let's say the Broncos didn't take it at ten, but you wanted to get ahead of Redskins. So you, uh, you would have traded down to what, Miami at thirteen or Green Bay at twelve, whatever it is, and it cost you a third round pick or whatever it is. No one complains about that either because mm-hmm. you got your quarterback. That being said. You've heard me a million times. The NFL is a uh, passing league. You have to get your quarterback, and you've got to take your swings. Mm-hmm. I don't blame the Cardinals for what they did, which is draft Rosen last year and then draft Murray this year. You've got to take your swings. Mm-hmm. I don't blame Gettleman for finally taking their quarterback. But this also begs the question, you took a worse quarterback than what was available last year, too. You know, when you, you took Barkley. No, no one's saying, not saying Barkley. Barkley's a Hall of Fame player. He's going to be a great player. But Donald is a better quarterback. Yes, I don't think absolutely. much doubt about that. Donald's better quarterback, and you sort of, you've got to, I mean, it makes you wonder, does Gettleman have any idea what he's doing? <laughs> Last year, you stay away from the quarterback. This year, you take a lesser quarterback. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can find a running back in the second, third round. You found, you, we saw it yeah. all yesterday through a draft. Yes. All yesterday through a draft. You mm-hmm. cannot find a quarterback. It's much more difficult. Yet Gettleman sort of poo-pooed it last year, but then this year goes back to that philosophy. It's, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's, it's it's been weird how his whole off season's been. The yeah. players he's traded, he traded Beckham. I I get it; he's a cancer, he's a locker room problem, and he certainly is, is, and all that. But he's still a fantastic, great player. You know, you, then you sign Golden Tate, who mm-hmm. doesn't seem to make sense for that offense, right? You know, for what what you want to run there. So it's just it's been weird. And uh, then you know, then he has the nerve to say that oh, Jones won't start for three years. We'll do it like Aaron Rodgers. 
that's a, that was under a different CBA back then. You don't have that anymore. You can wait three years. That's certainly not going to happen. Mm-hmm. He may not play this year. Maybe. You know, we're certainly starting no later than next year. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and I think he'll play this year as well. You don't have a choice in this day and age. Flacco, uh, I mean, Elway said the same thing with Flacco and Locke. Once again, not going to happen. Flacco gets this year, maybe. Locke's the quarterback next year. Just the way the CBA is designed to do. So, uh, like I said, the quarterbacks are always the most newsworthy things. And yeah. nothing's changed here. They're fun to talk it's, about. Yeah. It's just that Gettleman keeps saying one thing and doing another. Yeah. And and I was talking to, to Mike Blewett on, on the FST uh, yesterday morning, and it's such a shame that the Daniel Jones era has to start this way, and the kid has to answer questions. Like I was watching uh, Friday night, uh, I believe it was ESPN, asked him about uh, you know how he felt about all the negative uh, publi- uh, publicity uh, regarding his being chosen at number six, and the, the kid has to answer this kind of a question. Um, and then for uh, Gettleman, you, you, know, you alluded to him saying, you know, who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, uh, it'll be a uh, Aaron Rodgers situation where, uh, you know, uh, he, Jones might not start for three years. So he said people took it to, to mean that he said that it's going to happen. He's just saying, who knows? And you brought up a very good uh, point about the CBA. And uh, personally, uh, with the way that Gettleman's running this team, I don't think he's going to be around in three years if if, if it happened to, to, to see Jones uh, there. But it's going to be an interesting year for the Giants. Uh, you know, uh, Eli Manning uh, is not going to be doing his weekly uh, interviews with uh, Mike Frances on WFAN. So, uh, you know, I thought that was a little telling where the poor guy, Eli, <laughs> you know, every week, because the Giants have been so bad, having to uh, re- go over uh, how poorly the team played and trying to say all the right things. And, and then what he, what is he going to be asked every week on, on his radio appearance? Well, you know, uh, what do you think about Jones? Is, is it time? You know, if he has a bad game, you know, it's always going to – they're always going to bring up uh, uh, you know, whether or not it's time for Daniel Jones to move into the starting uh, slot at, at quarterback. But, uh, yeah, Giants, uh, it's just uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting year. I had tweeted out saying, hey, you know, uh, I wouldn't have had a problem if the Giants would have, uh, you know, offered a, the, that second round pick to the Cardinals for uh, Josh Rosen. And we've spoken about it together on this show where, hey, if, if it doesn't work out, there's a strong quarterback class coming out next season. But, uh, hey, it didn't happen. Josh Rosen, another guy, you know, uh, and you alluded to, uh, you know, not having a problem with the Cardinals doing what they did. It's a new regime there, right? So I, I don't think Rosen got a fair share of, uh, you know, a fair shake there. Uh, and I'm rooting for him with, with the Dolphins. And Dolphins waited it out and, and played it beautifully, right? But uh, look, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, I didn't realize it, but they've known each other since uh, uh, Kyler Murray was, was 15 years old. There's a relationship there. You know, he's going to be running this air raid offense that he thinks that Kyler Murray is going to have a, a better chance of running. So, you know, they uh, drafted a couple of uh, wide receivers uh, to, in order to run that, uh, help run that thing because you need four of them. I was reading up on it. It's kind of like a variation of the run and shoot, you know, two on the outside, two on the inside. You know, and the Isabella, Hakeem Butler they drafted, uh, Christian Kirk coming off of a broken foot from last season should be ready for the OTAs. Uh, so it's gonna, that, that's going to be an interesting situation as well. And, and as, as for Drew Locke, I mean, it, it kind of – Elway had kind of intimated, uh, given hints that that was his guy anyway. And, you know, like you said, able to wait until the second round. So uh, we'll see. What did you think about uh, Dwayne Haskins? You alluded to him and where he ended up uh, with Washington. I think it's a good landing spot for him. I know the wide receivers aren't that great, right? But uh, uh, he's good offensive line. Uh, you know, I kind of like, you know, at least in that first round with them going with Haskins and Sweat. You know, a lot of people walking away from, from Sweat, Monte Sweat, because of that uh, heart issue that that came up. But uh, what do you think about Haskins, where he landed up? Oh, I thought the Redskins had a great draft, or certainly a great early part of the draft mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with what they did. I mean, you mentioned it. Uh, I mean, you think about it. You got your quarterback. And Haskins at one point we thought was – Everybody knew Murray was going to be the number one, right? So uh, that was another. But everybody thought that Hoskins might be the next guy. And you, you got him at 15. Didn't have to trade up to do it. Fantastic job there. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he hits. Maybe he doesn't. And right. we know what Hask- Haskins is more in the, the Roethlisberger mode. Mm-hmm. Has a rocket for an arm. 
not the most mobile person on the planet. He's not a running guy at all. He's mm-hmm. going to have to learn to uh, sort of sidestep rushes and stuff like that, like Ben has has, uh, has done. Right? Yeah. Ben is still uh, good at avoiding the rush, but he's not going to be someone who's going to run around and make yardage there. So that sort of thing. Uh, so we have to be aware of that. But I, I like what the Redskins did. They trade up. They got sweat. They got a running back, too. I don't think I would have drafted the running back. Uh, love uh, – for the Redskins, I mean, you got guys, you got AP there. Mm-hmm. They seem to have a lot of cooks in the kitchen there. You mm-hmm. know, uh, if you're going to draft a running back, then I wouldn't have signed AP. You know, I, right, I, right. I, have no, I think most teams have to have two quarter, uh, two running backs. I do, but I wouldn't have done that. If Does I it was, make you uh, wonder about guys coming off his injury? All reports are that he's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I it, yes, it does. But all reports mm-hmm. are he's fine. So maybe, maybe the Redskins know something we don't. Maybe this being uh, overly cautious, maybe the value is too good. I get right. all of that. I don't think I would have gone that direction. Not for a Redskins team that has other problems. All right, more football talk, baseball talk as well. Fantasy sports today. We'll be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. I really don't want to talk because I want to just listen to this song, George. It's classic it is 70s funk. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Joe Galena, George Kurtz, the Fantasy Prince. Sean Angle producing our show. Picking out some great songs to bring us out of commercial. Great songs taking us into commercial. Just doing an overall fantastic job. We're talking... Uh, uh, NFL draft. We'll be talking some fantasy baseball as well. Can't ignore that. Like I said, uh, interesting week on the waiver wire, I believe. Uh, so we'll talk about that in, in uh, future segments. Uh, but uh, let's get to We were talking some quarterback uh, news regarding the NFL draft. There, one guy I'll, I'll bring up, uh, Will Greer uh, from West Virginia. Panthers took him with pick 100. Uh, basically, from what I've been reading about uh, with his draft profile, uh, good quarterback, but it seems that more more that the uh, of uh, the heart and the head is willing, <laughs> and uh, like he's willing to take the shot with the deep passes. Skills might not be there yet. Needs to work on getting the ball out of his hands a little quicker. But uh, the Panthers taking Will Greer. Uh, it, do you think that's more of a just like hey, you know, let's um, you know not get caught with our pants down and, and have a decent, uh, you know, backup quarterback that we could eventually maybe develop uh, because of Cam Newton's recent injury history. I mean, what do you think this this, this pick says uh, about Cam Newton and the Panthers going forward? Well, it may not say anything about Cam. I mean, <laughs> uh, some organizations might just believe in taking a quarterback. Right. You that's know, right. Yeah. Why not? Why not develop one? The Green Bay Packers right. still believe in that for years. And mm-hmm. you always take a quarterback, see if you can develop one. If you uh, if you develop it, great. You know, then you got two choices: you use the backup, or he's the guy you uh, you can trade for uh, better value down the line. If he doesn't develop, well, hey, it's another draft pick. It doesn't work out. I mean, mm-hmm. hell, that that happens all the time. Right? Not a big deal here. So it could be that. I think it is more the way the Panthers realize. You know, Cam is getting hurt. You know, his style of play, it's leading to a lot of injuries now. He's uh, he's not Superman. He can mm-hmm. act like he is. He's not. You know, he's going he's gonna to be hurt almost every year now. The one problem is this. Cam's still going to take most of the reps. You know, and you know, as we see with a lot of quarterbacks, you know, when they feel threatened, even ones that shouldn't feel threatened, Tom Brady was threatened by Jimmy, by Jimmy Garoppolo, right? He was mm-hmm. threatened by him. That's one right. of the reasons why Garoppolo's not there. He was just threatened by him. Right. And also that they're taking all the reps. Because they don't want that guy to get any work there. Mm-hmm. So how's the young quarterback going to? How is he going to develop? Do you have that kind of system in place in your organization to develop a quarterback without getting reps? I mean, who's the quarterback coach? The offensive coordinator. How much time are they going to spend with him? All this goes into it because you really do have to develop this guy. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder about that as well. Uh, but I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's a bad idea at all. I don't know if I would draft a quarterback every year like the Packers at one time did. But I think I would certainly treat. I wouldn't ignore the position in the draft. Right. You know, oh, yeah. just because just because I got a uh, you know this uh, such and such starter, I'm not going to draft any other quarterback. I don't think I would do that either. Like I said, so many of these draft picks are going to be busts. Sure. And it, it, we're never going to hear from him again. So what what makes the quarterback position any different? If it's a bust, mm-hmm. it's a bust. If, it, if he ends up clicking, then you got at least you got a cheap backup. And maybe you can, someone you can trade down if he really, truly develops here. Right. But the only thing else I wanted to say, uh, there are so many lies that are going on still right now. Everyone's defending their picks. You mentioned Elway said, oh, I got the guy I always wanted. You know, uh, <laughs> no, you didn't. Because if you wanted him, you would have taken him at 20. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell. You got the guy. You waited 20 more picks to take on a 10 in the second round. No way. All right. That, that's a complete lie because there's no way you've taken that chance to let 21 other teams go ahead of you. Because when, And also, well, you know, it's a lie, by the way, is if he wanted him, he also would have traded back into the first round because then you get the fifth-year option. Mm-hmm, and you, everybody mm-hmm. loves that with a quarterback. Sure, right? yeah. Right? And he didn't do that. So, no, he didn't get the guy he wanted. He took him because the value was there at 20. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the only reason why he did that. That's, uh, I love when they say that. That's why all these, uh, these teams that would have tried him, they're oh, yes, well, Denver would have traded up. Uh, they would have taken lock over uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, they, they would have done that then. Because mm-hmm. once again, if they wanted a quarterback at 10, you take it because of that fifth-year option. Right. You know, that that lets you know that most of these teams are lying and about stuff like that. Everybody wants that 50-year option while it's still around in the CBA. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, great points, great points that you bring up, and and also just to to add to your uh, take on you know developing a quarterback. How many times do you see when let's say a uh, backup quarterback has to come into a game uh, or take over for uh, you know uh, the QB one who's maybe hurt for a few weeks or whatnot, and uh, he ends up having a better rapport with, let's say, if there's a wide receiver coming off of the practice team with him because that's who he's been practicing with. That's who he's been throwing with. So you, you're right in terms of when you brought up before, you know, not getting any reps, you know, w- w- you know, and specifically, you know, with the first team. So good stuff there. Uh, the Bengals uh, got a guy, Ryan Finley, uh, with uh, pick uh, 104 in, r- in round four. Uh, they've got two years uh, left on the contract uh, with Andy Dalton. This is a guy that, uh, you know, we talked about developing a quarterback. You know, who who knows? This this guy could be hit or miss. You know, and some of the profiles I'm reading sounds like he might be better off, a, a, a more looked at as a uh, career backup guy. But you never know. Uh, you, you do never know. It's not nothing wrong with taking a quarterback. I mean, if I'm the Bengals, you probably should have taken a quarterback. Uh, a highly rated one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, we all know what, what Dalton is at this point, mm-hmm. right? I mean, uh, he's. Uh, average, uh, average quarterback at best. He's not going to take you where you want to go. And at this point in the NFL, I mean, if you don't have a good quarterback, you're not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's why. That's why. Once again, you saw teams like the Cardinals take chances. You know, let, let's see uh, what Murray can do now that we drafted Rosen last year. Look, look what, what the Dolphins have done. They trade for Rosen, right? They trade the second mm-hmm. round pick for Rosen. And there's if it, he's got a, pretty much a one year trial period. It works out okay. If it doesn't, the Cardinals are going to suck this year. Maybe mm-hmm. they get two next year. They'll take a quarterback again. Yeah, Dolphins, you yeah. Ha- mm-hmm. You have to keep taking your swings. You yes. just have to until you connect on If you don't have one, you're not going anywhere. That's why it's so important. It's why I land, that's why I land based on the Giants last year. Mm-hmm. You know, because, once again, you pass on when it was a quarterback-rich draft. You know, this, this, this quarterback draft really wasn't as rich. Next year's is supposed to be rich again. Yes. You know, it, but you need the quarterback here. Now, I mean – I applaud them for taking the quarterback this year, but I just would have taken the better one last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't. I don't think the Giants quite understood it. They, they went for the best player, which is old time thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I listen. Best player makes sense a lot of uh, instances, but in this in this NFL, the way it's it is nowadays, if you don't have a quarterback, you really don't have a team. Also, get him, and it seems like he's got that old school mentality of you know just running the ball down uh, teams' throats, and that's not the way that the NFL works today. It's a passing. Game right, so uh, every rule is designed for the passing game. They want points yeah. on the board. Mm-hmm. So a uh, couple of uh, offensive, uh, not offensive, veteran uh, quarterbacks uh, saw uh, their teams draft a quarterback. You mentioned uh, Tom Brady and how he felt threatened with the uh, Garoppolo, and then now he's gone. Uh, the Patriots uh, picked up Jarrett Stidman, uh, and. Uh, 
the uh, Chargers also got a backup quarterback. Stidman from Auburn, by the way, uh, seventh quarterback taken in the draft. And the uh, Chargers, I mean, uh, Easton Stick, uh, Phil Rivers, 37 years old. They also have Tyrod Taylor. But, uh, you know, it, it's a, not interesting, but I guess it just makes sense uh, for these teams to have a backup in place. You know, the, Brady's not going to be there forever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Phil Rivers, you know, like I said, still very effective with 37 years old. And, uh, you know, who knows, like you said, you know, sometimes uh, you might be able to take one of these quarterbacks late and develop them into something. But uh, I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on uh, the, those two picks, uh, Stidman and, and, and Stick? Well, I don't really care about the picks. Well, if they develop, yeah. they develop. They don't. They don't yeah. matter anything for fantasy. But I do like the philosophy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, once again, you don't want to do what Dallas did after Aikman retired, right? Where they were lost for almost a decade. Mm-hmm. They were just lost because they didn't have a quarterback. You want to have a plan in place. That's why it's good. I, I don't. I don't mind uh, taking the quarterbacks. You know, even if it's a, a, a good pick, a first, second round pick, I don't mind it. Uh, now, once again, I might change my mind if you're a team that you think you're, you're missing one piece. You know, oh, it's the last piece of the puzzle to take this kid or someone with incredible value. I get that. Then you got to do what you got to do. You play to win now. You know, you worry about next year, next year. But you can't, even if you have a franchise quarterback, uh, let's say he's 25, that's one thing. But if he's 35, you can't keep ignoring the position. I mean, isn't it time? Everybody speculated that maybe Green Bay would take a quarterback, a good quarterback, not they, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a guy you never heard of, uh, the actually never heard of, but a good quarterback. They didn't, but some people were speculating that because Aaron Rodgers is 35, mm-hmm. and you know, you, uh, you bring him along slowly. You don't have to rush him then, and I think that does. Once again, I think that makes some sense. I, I'm not saying Green Bay should have taken, uh, you know, uh, Haskins at 12. I'm not saying that, but maybe in the second, third round, you do take that quarterback. And bring him along slowly. But a lot, a lot of it does go into what your starter feels. Tom Brady did feel threatened by Garoppolo. For whatever reason, it was silly. And the GOAT feels threatened. I mean, we're never going to lose your job to Garoppolo. And it was just silly what happened there, how he felt about that. But a lot of quarterbacks do. And all of a sudden, that, that's not good either. You know, mm-hmm. you don't really want that in the... Uh, you know, you, you don't want uh, you don't want that going on in the locker room, and you know what's uh, I guess people taking sides. And oh, we should go with this guy. I mean, it's silly. You no know, one's going to say that over Brady or over Rivers. We know these are uh, all your starting quarterbacks. But I don't blame organizations for looking ahead because I think that's how yeah. I would approach it. You know, I want to make sure that I'm set in three years when this guy does retire, or else I don't want to have to be worried about oh Tom Brady retires at the end of 21. Now at 21, I'm drafting, drafting a quarterback. Right, right. Well, that's right, great right. for you. Now you have no, that means you have no quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're gonna pray and get one off the wall. free agent one. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay a Kirk Cousins and an incredible amount of money for a really a quarterback that's average or above, just a tick above average. I mean, for the way, the way quarterbacks get paid right now, you really want to draft one to develop it. So uh, we we talked about uh, you know Josh Rosen now going to uh, uh, the Dolphins, and I thought the Dolphins played this played this out well. Uh, you know, and uh, do you think that uh, Rosen uh, gets the start? Uh, from day one, I mean, I would think he would, but uh, you know, uh, and uh, what do you think about the rest of their draft? I mean, they, they, Dolphins such a, a team that just needed everything, but it looks like they had a nice mix of uh, defense, uh, offensive linemen, and uh, and then they took a uh, running back with their last pick, Miles Gaskin, with their uh, pick in the seventh round. Just uh, overall, what do you what do you think about the Dolphins? I thought the Dolphins had a, a good, solid draft. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. they're a bad team, all right? But, they're, but they, they have a, a lot truckload, of needs. Of, they have a truckload <laughs> of draft picks uh, next year, too, by the way. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. team may get better in a hurry. Uh, you know, they may get better of uh, in a big hurry over the next couple of years, all these draft picks, assuming they don't screw them up. I thought they had a good draft. You mentioned how they played it right with St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis. Arizona. I <laughs> mean, think about what was going on here. Arizona was just screwed. Absolutely yeah. screwed. Once the Giants took Jones at uh, at six and Haskins went 15 to the Redskins, the Cardinals were screwed. They had to be praying that after, after the Giants took Jones at six, they had to be praying that another team before the Redskins would take uh, Haskins. It had to mm-hmm. be. They had, maybe they, they, had, they had to be. Denver, please, Denver, take Haskins at 10. They didn't. Oh, my <laughs> God. Cincinnati, any chance? No. Miami, come on. No, because they, they lost all their suitors. They lost all of their suitors. And then we, we knew they were, uh, that the Cardinals were talking to it, the Dolphins, right? We knew they were before the uh, draft, before the second day start. We knew that that was happening, that they had mm-hmm. talked during the afternoon, but they didn't consummate a deal. And this is pretty much the Cardinal, uh, the Dolphins saying, well, let's see who falls to us at 15 and see if Locke falls to us. You know, that, that's what this was. And he right. did. And the Cardinal and the Dolphins were like, well, you know, we still don't want to give you a second-round pick. And the Cardinals were, we insist on a second-round pick. 
Okay, I'll get back to you. They trade the second round pick. They, they trade down, and they go back to the they go back to the Cardinals. Okay, you can have this second round pick. <laughs> uh, you didn't say we couldn't trade down, and the Cardinals had no choice. The Dolphins could have said, "Ah, third round pick." Then, you know, right, the Cardinals right. had no choice. There was no choice for the Cardinals. They could play the game all they wanted. That oh, you know what? We'll keep them both. No, you won't. Because that's not good for anybody. And that's not good for Rosen. And it's certainly not good for Murray either to have to answer all these questions. And the media going bananas about what's going on there. The Cardinals just, uh, it was a game of musical chairs, and the music stopped, and they didn't have a chair. That's really what happened here. Uh, As for the Dolphins, I think they played it very well. Very well. I don't think there's any doubt that Rosen starts from day one, by the way. Because what this allows the Cardinals, uh, the Dolphins to do, is you get get a one-year, hey, let's take a look. 16 yeah. games, let's, let's take a look. And if he's your man, that's fantastic. Because if, mm-hmm. he, if he is the franchise quarterback and you think he is, well, that means if you uh, – the Dallas is going to be a bad team. They'll, they'll be a, a top, um, top five worst team. So you'll get a top five pick next year. That means, A, if you, uh, it's, it's quarterback-rich draft, maybe you can trade down if you don't need a quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. you get multiple, even more multiple picks. Or you get the best player available. Whatever the player that happens to be next year, whether it's a running back, a defensive end, whatever it is, doesn't matter. You get that player, or hey, Rosen. Now, well, you know what? He's not a franchise quarterback, but you know what? You tried. You gave it a shot. Swung. Didn't work out. It was the right move to make. Well, then you take take your franchise quarterback next year. This is like a sort of just a great no lose situation for the Dolphins. Plus, as far as quarterbacks go, they're paying him peanuts. Peanuts. Because the Cardinals are really the ones paying them. So th- this is a, a great – I thought this was a great move by the Dolphins all around. I thought they had a fantastic draft. Yeah. Um, and uh, just before we move off of uh, Rosen, uh, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. I, like I said uh, earlier, I thought he got a raw deal. Uh, but, hey, it's a new regime. And totally understand that the Cardinals want to get their guy in there um, to run the offensive scheme that they're going to use this season. But uh, I thought he uh, – Steve Smith – uh, I think works for the NFL Network. Unfairly criticized <laughs> Rosen until, uh, talking about it. I mentioned this, but blew it yesterday. Uh, he was giving him grief for unfollowing the Cardinals on Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff. And personally, I think that Rosen handled this uh, perfectly. You know, I mean, he kept quiet. You know, and I, I was a little surprised too. I guess. And, and think about this guy that you know has had so much confidence, had that little chip on his shoulder when he was picked number ten overall uh, last year, saying, "Hey, there were nine teams that made a mistake." So he's got a little spunk, and you want that in a leader. But he kind of just was quiet, and then I think he thanked uh, the uh, Cardinal fans on social media. So, so I'm rooting for this guy, but I, I think Steve Smith was a little out of line there. A little. Steve Smith was an ass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that that's just one thing. You, you, uh, a Steve Smith would have had a heart attack if he was in this position. He'd have flipped oh, out and yeah. gone bananas. Right? That's mm-hmm. what he'd done throughout his career. This guy's got into fights with his teammates. So you know, Steve Smith shut the hell up. Uh, yeah, he would have yeah, flipped out about this. And if he, you know, if Rosen would have stayed there, he'd have got no chance at the starting job. By the way, none, right, zero, right. zero, zero nada. All right, mm-hmm. so uh, once again, that, Steve Smith should know a lot better. I don't know what his point was. Was he playing to the masses here to say, oh, he should have uh, – bull crap. When you act like what you would have done. All right, so uh, it just – I thought that was uh, – Just trying to shock, well. shock and, and, and uh, draw attention to him. That's what Steve Smith was doing. Um, <laughs> in the uh, couple of minutes we have left before we go to commercial – excuse me. Uh, you're uh, you're uh, a fan of the Cowboys, and there are a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans uh, out there. What did you think about their draft, uh, you know, th- what they did uh, this this year? Uh, I mean, I thought it was intriguing, not, not how I would have gone with it. I mean, if, uh, I would have taken the safety Thornhill at uh, 20, uh, 58, their second-round pick. That's the way I would have gone here. Not that I mind taking a defensive lineman. Once again, you know, you win games on the line. You know, and Dallas did lose a lot of linemen. Man, Randy Gregory mm-hmm. suspended again. David Irving retires because he can't stay off pot. Uh, so I, I understand that as well. I just don't know if the value is there. I would have taken safety. Dallas keeps keeps ignoring this position. And yet one of the top ones was still there. That's, that's how I would have gone after it. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it was good. don't think it was bad. I think it was an average draft. But I think they took uh, – that's like strange. Got a good return guy. That gets hurt. Certainly helped. Dallas was terrible at that last year. But uh, not, not in the direction I would have gone. All right, we'll continue talking uh, NFL Draft as well as Fantasy Baseball. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back.
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Sean Engel, how could he's playing with air guitar in the control room? Reminiscent of his dad, the king. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Smoke on the water. Fire in the sky. George Kurtz joining me this morning. Talking a little NFL draft action. And uh, so uh, I just try to get through as many teams as we can. I'm not going to be able to hit every team, but uh, we've been talking NFC East. So why don't we stay there and uh, tell me what you think about what the Eagles did uh, with this draft. Uh, they got themselves uh, with their first pick, uh, offensive tackle Andre Dillard, a uh, guy that could uh, develop to a good pass blocker, but more uh, fantasy relevant for what we you know, what we're looking for, uh, they, they picked up uh, Miles Sanders uh, with their second pick running back out of Penn State. Uh, you know, the Eagles like to use that running back by committee, so I'm interested to see what you think about Miles Sanders. And uh, a lot of people are into uh, this wide receiver, uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Uh, out of Stanford uh, really doesn't have elite speed, but uh, he has a, a knack. I was reading his uh, profile of using his body put himself in a good position to come down with contested balls. What do you think about uh, what the uh, the Eagles did? Then they drafted a, a quarterback with their fifth pick. Well, once again, uh, I mean, you, you already said it. With Doug Peterson, he believes in running back by committee. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's something he believes in. Now, whenever we say that, I always wonder, well, does he truly believe in it? Or he's never had a true number one running back. He's had no choice but to go with it because that's what he's mm-hmm. had. You know, you always have to look at that. But he generally believes in that. So the first thing, you know, when Miles Sanders goes there, we're like, oh, well, so much for Jordan Howard. Right? And the first thing that comes right, to right. my mind. Yeah. You yeah. Know, what does this do with Jordan Howard now? Is Howard's mm-hmm. going to be a short yardage goal line guy, which Sanders is a, tw- a 20s guy. They'll have somebody else to catch the ball to the backfield. This sort of thing. It's a mess. It's just a mess. With our fantasy owners, we don't like that. Right? We right. like clarity. And we don't have mm-hmm. clarity now because Doug Peterson's history tells us one thing, and now they have all these backs. So what the hell's going on? The first thing that went through my mind here was like, oh, God. What the hell are we going to do with this situation now? Yeah, we'll see how it plays out somewhat, but I imagine it's going to play out pretty much like I just said. You know, mm-hmm. Sanders be your 20s guy, Jordan Howe be your goal line guy, your short yardage guy, and, you know, someone else will break out as far as catching passes out of the backfield, which means all their backs are just annoying. You know, no one's mm-hmm. better than, no one will be better than a running back two as far as fantasy is concerned, which is not surprising. Uh, I think, once again, in a draft, you know, when in doubt, you take the uh, take the big guys. You take offensive linemen, you take defensive linemen. You know, we like the fact that, yeah, I man, Carson Wentz should be better protected. Right, so that that's good. Mm-hmm. Now uh, we like the fact that you can rush the uh, pass rush, or you can stop the run, get the ball back to the offense. That's what we want, you know. So uh, I like that draft. Once again, I, thought, I didn't think it was spectacular. I thought it was a good, solid draft. You know, I thought they uh, t- took need uh, took some luxury picks in some ways, but I thought once you got to protect Carson once. Because you no longer have the luxury of having Nick Foles there, right? To fall back on if Wentz gets hurt. You get if Carson Wentz, Wentz gets hurt this year, well, then your season's over. Like most right, teams, when right. we lose a starting quarterback, you know, you can start looking forward to next season because it's done. So uh, you want to protect them. Your offensive line was getting a little old. So uh, always good to bring in somebody new here. I liked what they did. A good, solid draft. Not spectacular. You know, I didn't think it was like, oh, my God, the Philadelphia Eagles, well, no one's going to beat them now. No, I don't see that. It all does come down to Carson Wentz. And we are here. Well, he, even Carson Wentz said, what, 10 days ago that he's not quite there yet? Interesting. That's concerning. <laughs> that is concerning. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think what we're all waiting for now, you mentioned uh, Arcega Whiteside. They drafted him. Okay, what's going on with Algalar? You know, we, we'd heard before we drafted, oh, they'd be interested in trading him. Well, sure, I'd want to get rid of a $10 million paperweight too. 
you know, mm-hmm. but that's not, I don't, no one was going to pay, uh, pay him for that. They go acquired Deshaun Jackson to be your deep threat, right? Get the safeties out of there. And so I, I like what they're building here, but is our Sega Whiteside going to take over for Aguilar? You know, it's, it's interesting because I assume Deshaun Jackson plays on the outside. Right? right, and Jeffrey, Makes we know he's going to play mm-hmm. on the outside, which means Aguilar yes. goes back to playing the slot, which is what he was so good at two years ago. So, what does that leave for Whiteside? Hollins is actually a decent receiver as well. What, his role seems to get diminished, maybe to almost nothing now. There, you still got Zach Ertz, of course. So, it's uh, intriguing here. A lot of moving pieces. I mean, you look at it fantasy-wise. Outside of Zach Ertz, I don't know. If there's anybody else I'm dying to get here. You know, Jeffrey, okay, wide receiver two, maybe. Deshaun Jackson, once again, that hit-or-miss type of guy. A better best ball probably than a, uh, you know, week-in, yeah, week-out guy. Aguilar, I don't know mm-hmm. what to think about Aguilar. You know, Whiteside, you know, I mean, the, the running backs we already mentioned, you know, Howard, Sanders, Clement, Smallwood, and that's that's a mess. Josh Adams is there, too. Uh, that's a complete mess. So, you know, it's funny. I, I think this team's going to score points, but fantasy-wise, Ertz is probably the only one I'm dying to get right now. Yeah, yeah, good, very good point there. Um, all right, so uh, let's move back into the AFC East. We talked a little bit about the uh, the Dolphins. Why don't we talk about the uh, Patriots? And uh, they took uh, and Keel Harry. Uh, I believe he was the second wide receiver taken in the draft. Uh, and uh, some people were a little surprised. They usually don't go for a wide receiver uh, that early. But they had tons of uh, uh, draft picks. Uh, they also, in the third round, they had two uh, picks in the third round, went with uh, Damian Harris, uh, uh, running back out of Alabama. And we already mentioned they uh, took a, a quarterback as well. But uh, what do you think about uh, Nkeel Harry uh, going uh, with the uh, Patriots first round? And uh, how much of an impact fantasy-wise do you think he has this season? Uh, it's, it's, uh, ask me the, the guest on Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. right. <laughs> thanks. That's Making you earn your money fun. today. <laughs> I mean, we know there's a need there, right? Uh, we, there's no doubt there's a need there. All right, mm-hmm. they uh, you know, Hogan's gone. Gordon, who the hell knows? I don't think he plays. Uh, and they, they're some, they got to throw somebody. Gronk's gone as well. So uh, we knew they would take a wide receiver. It was a matter of when and who. Right. Right. Who, which wide receiver would they take here? He, but so much is going to be asked of him. You know, the, with, with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to, uh, going to demand a lot, as well they should. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But how much can he pick up to know everything? Uh, wide receiver is not like running back. I mean, running back, uh, really, uh, if you're a drafted, a drafted running back, young running back, there's pretty much two questions. Can you see the hole and be able to hit it? And can you pick up the blitz? If those two answers are yes, well, guess what? Then you play. You know, it's really that simple. A wide receiver is much more complicated. You need to know the entire route tree and all the routes you've got to mm-hmm. be able to run. You need to know the, when you're the hot read or else Tom Brady's going to hate you because you just got him killed. You know, right. it, all this that goes into it. Obviously, you need to be able to catch the ball. You need to be able to get chemistry with Brady and be where you're supposed to be. You know, and all this other stuff that has to be worked on. Are you going to get enough reps in practice? All those reps go really go to, you know, the throws go to Edelman. You know, that, that sort of thing. There's so much to ask for here. Uh, I, think it was a, a, I think it was a good pick. But fantasy-wise, uh, no, I don't think I'll be all that interested. I mean, even, even when they had a good wide receivers, outside of Randy Moss, you know, uh, and, and a slot guy, you know, the Welkers, the Edelmans, you know, what outside wide receivers really paid off in this offense? We just think right. it might this year because they don't have Gronk anymore, right? So he's got to throw to somebody who doesn't have Gronk. So interesting. But uh, fantasy-wise, I'm probably more interested in maybe keeper leagues or dynasty leagues. Right. And then when it comes to fantasy with this team, you know, uh, wide receiver I'm going to trust, obviously, is uh, Julian Edelman because uh, he you know, has such a, uh, a great history with, with Tom Brady. I'm interested also to see uh, how uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins fits into this uh, offense, too, because you know, he's almost like the perfect, uh, you know, uh, Patriots reclamation project, right? A guy that, uh, you know, uh, was expected to, to – play better, has, has a good skill set, but just hasn't really reached his full potential. So it's, it's, it will be interesting. And uh, in terms of uh, Damian Harris, just just more depth there, right? I mean, uh, Sonny Michelle is going to be the guy, 
But uh, you're right. When you try to figure out what the heck um, uh, Belichick is going to do on a week-to-week basis, I mean, look at Sonny Michel, James White catching balls out of the backfield. You know, Rex Burkhead uh, seems to get a lot of uh, attention down in the red zone. So it's good. it will be interesting. But uh, when you look at, like, the history of, uh, you know, all these wide receivers that have gone through the uh, – the Patriots <laughs> roster over the years, you know, you know, Chris Hogan, uh, who, who's gone and, uh, Philip Dorsett. I mean, just the, 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 the more consistent guy that uh, you trust for fantasy, uh, Julian Edelman. No, obviously. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the pretty obvious one there. I mean, Edelman, Edelman is Edelman. PPR leagues you're going to take him probably around round three. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where he'll go there. And, I don't know how much de- how much better years he can have than what he's had in the past. Like, uh, right, right. no one else to throw to. I mean, yeah, he's not going to catch two hundred balls. Right. But, uh, right. Maybe, maybe they look for him more in the uh, in the end zone. Maybe because more of a running team with Sony Michelle and the what did they uh, Harris yesterday. So maybe it's that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know where that. Yeah. Uh, it's well, they hard, have been hard moving to, to run the ball more. Yeah. They have. They, they have because mm-hmm. I think try, they realize that you know, hey, Brady's getting up there. We got to protect him somewhat. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to become the uh, you know 2000 Ravens where they're, they're going to run the ball left and right and do nothing else. But mm-hmm. uh, they, they they don't have a lot of weapons right now on the offensive side of the ball. They don't. Listen, you lose Gronk. You, you had wide receiver problems before Hogan left. You know, Hogan wasn't that great anyway. So, uh, well, it, it is what it is at this point. Demarius Thomas is there now as well. Yay. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think he's anything spectacular either. They have, right. they have names right now. Let's see if these names can right. perform. Right, right. Uh, sticking with the and uh, the AFC East, uh, what did you think about what the Jets did? I mean, uh, Quinn and Williams can't argue with that. Uh, you know, some people think he's was the uh, best player in the draft, and then for the most part, just uh, you know, shored up their their defense. Uh, got an offensive tackle uh, with the third round uh, pick, twenty uh, eighth overall, Chuma Idoga from USC. Uh, picked up a tight end, Trevin Wesco from West Virginia, number four. Uh, but like I said, mostly, uh, you know, uh, defensive guys. I mean, what do you think about this team uh, going forward? Uh, when you look at their wide receivers, you know, Robbie Anderson, who I think is a very high-end wide receiver, too, uh, depending on his health, obviously. Quincy Inunua has been battling health issues, but when he plays, yeah, he's, he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. And then they added uh, Jamison Crowder this offseason. So uh, just give me let's just a quick idea of what you think about what the Jets did and uh, maybe just a fantasy going forward. Well, I think the Jets played it right. I think they just played it exactly right in the draft. They tried uh, – you went with uh, Quinton Williams. He tried to trade him. Oh, he tried to trade the mm-hmm. pick. I shouldn't say trade him. He tried to trade the pick. You didn't get the offer you wanted. And you weren't going to – you didn't – you weren't make, making the trade of I'll take the best offer I can get. No, you want to see if there was a good offer out there. That's something that would make you do the deal. There wasn't. So, hey, you kept him. Mm-hmm. And you took – well, I think Williams might be the best player in the, in the draft. He might have very well been. Where if this is all, you know, where you're just taking the best player and not the quarterback, it might have been him. I think I'd have taken Williams over Bosa. I'll tell you that. Uh, especially when it came out with Bosa and some of the things that on uh, social media that he liked about the white supremacy stuff. I think I would have been mm-hmm. an easy choice to quit in Williams then. So I think I'd have gone that direction. Uh, with that, uh, as as far as their fantasy, I mean, you mentioned Robbie Anderson is a high end number two. Well, then he's mm-hmm. yours because he's not a high end number two wide receiver in today's NFL. He's not. I mean, he's. A, I, just, I like him. I like what he get, brings you, and when he's healthy, man. I, you know, I'd have to go back to his stats, but last part of last year, you know, he was like maybe a top five wide receiver in fantasy. So when you need uh, to maybe bring, I overstated uh, a little bit. When you need to bring in when he's healthy and stuff like that, well, guess what? Then you got problems. All right, you right. got problems when you have, uh, have, to have when you have to have contingencies. We have problems. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, for a high end wide receiver too, a top fifteen wide receiver, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, that won't be yeah. happening. Maybe time. I overstated Not it, but me. I like him. Mm-hmm. I, listen, I like him too. But uh, he's mm-hmm. a, a number three. He's a number three. Uh, once again, uh, his numbers are are solid. They're not fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's never had more than a thousand yards in a season. You know, and he's actually he's been healthy for the most part. 16, 16. He's only missed two games in his career. So health hasn't been a problem. Or field issues have been some issues. Maybe he- staying healthy within games mm-hmm. has been an issue. But let's yeah. see how uh, what, how his Jets offense develops with Sam Donald, mm-hmm. with uh, you know Le- Le'Veon Bell. And you gotta love that Le'Veon Bell's not coming into the. Uh, the uh the mini uh whatever the, the camps they've had OTAs just, just yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> love that uh mm-hmm. way to go Le'Veon uh what was it Gabe saying that uh, I forget who was saying on the promos how the Pittsburgh Steelers are just laughing right now you know he's your problem now and there's some truth to that 
There is some truth to that. He is he is sort of your problem now. Signs you know gets his gazillion dollar contract and still not coming. So mm-hmm. uh, let's tell you something about the play. You would think he'd want to be there with his new teammates, new offense, and all this other guy. All this other crap. But he's not. Uh, but Jets are an, an interesting squad, you know, because they have a lot of development here. You know, what's going to happen? We can Sam Donald take that next step? You know, are they going to let him run loose? In that next step, and what I mean is, uh, with the offense, they're gonna you know let him let him air it out some, throw the ball, throw the ball to Anderson, you know, throw the ball to Anunua. Crowd is there as well. I still have question marks about this receiving core. Not so sure I believe in Crowder at all. Uh, Herndon yeah, had a, a decent know. year for a tight end, but they, there's some room to work there. Now that you mentioned they drafted there as well. Uh, Le'Veon Bell should be fine at running back. You know, you, you signed T. Y. Montgomery as well. They have a lot of names here. A lot of names. Jets are an interesting team. Now. Uh, Defense, you know, I think Williams, I said I think Williams might be your best player in the draft. You know, maybe mm-hmm. he should have gone. And, and, and you know, if we if we didn't go quarterback crazy, maybe he is the number one guy here. You signed C.J. Mosley. The other moves you've made here, the Jets are an interesting team. They're not going to be a terrible team. It, but it'll all depend. As we, you know, we, it always goes back to the quarterback. Yeah, if, if Donald develops, if he's if he's a true franchise guy, this could be a good team. If he just if, mm-hmm. if he's a slow developer, an eight and eight season wouldn't shock me. Nine and seven, something like that. But I don't think the Jets will be a pushover anymore. Uh, what do you think about uh, interesting uh, points you brought up about Bell? Do you think he's a first round pick? Uh, so uh, coming up uh, in uh, fantasy drafts. You are asking tough questions today. <laughs> Do I think he's a first-round pick? Listen, we know running backs are going to go crazy, right? We, um, talk about this a little bit with Cam yesterday. All right, you think uh, Elliott goes, right? Kamara goes. Mc, uh, Christian McCaffrey goes. Barkley goes. Mm-hmm. That's just four running backs off the top of my head. That's, that's Elliott, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it. that's his name. All right, David Johnson. I think, I think David Johnson goes. Uh, David Johnson, when you, everybody uh, you know gets on about last year, his uh, his last year was fine. He was a number nine in running backs last year for a bad mm-hmm. team. I don't think that's anything negative to worry about here. All right, so anyway, that's five players I just named there. I'm looking at any other running backs that might go. Did you here. mention Zeke? No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> well, actually, no. I mentioned Elliott. You mentioned. Uh, Zeke. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say mm-hmm. yes. Running back, it's just too valuable. I mean, uh, once mm-hmm. again, think yourself. Think about yourself, Joe. A 12-team league, you have the you have the 11th pick, 12th pick. Bell's still there. Assuming the other five running backs I just named are gone, and they will be. You're probably taking Bell. I mean, maybe you get cute at 12 and 13, and you take Bell at 13. You go, no, I'll take him then. Mm-hmm. But it's the same difference. So I'll, I'll say yes, people will will take him there. Well, interesting. Okay. Uh, let's uh, turn our attention to a little fantasy baseball. We'll come back to football uh, a little later on. We'll talk about the Chiefs. We'll be back with more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. <laughs> 